Shelby Hobarth had to put her education as an art teacher on hold when the pandemic hit. So she transitioned into photography. Making only 200 bucks a session, her relationship started to suffer because she had no free time. Then she became boutique and quickly got two big clients who invested $1,649 and $3,305. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first? without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time. I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Shelby, welcome. I, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. And um, I want to hear first before we hear your successes, because I feel like the successes aren't as exciting until we hear what people overcame to have this success. Because I think sometimes listeners, you know, if they they read a stat or they're like, so many people are succeeding, they say, well, I can't because I wasn't raised with money or I wasn't raised with parents who told me you can do anything, baby, or whatever the case is. So I love bringing people on. So, so, and, and sharing your backstory so that they can see that never does anyone come into my program with like everything they need, right? Enough time, enough money, enough, you know, before they have kids and, and they have the house and they have everything paid off and they're just ready to build their business. Definitely not the case with me. <laughs> yeah, so let's dig in. What does your backstory look like? So I live in Ohio. I was born and raised here. I live right on Lake Erie. Um, to put it very fast, blunt, I grew up dirt poor. Um, I grew up with parents that had a lot of medical issues. Um, my mom passed away when I was 14 from breast cancer and my dad was always in and out of surgeries. So we had no money. I had three older siblings. So I like constantly got like the hand-me-downs. Um, my grandparents mostly like, you know, supported us mostly by helping out with groceries. Um, I grew up very poor. So, um, I moved out of my house as soon as I turned 18 with my fiance. We're high school sweethearts. And he grew up, you know, with a very similar situation. And um, we bought our mobile home for five grand that he saved up. And other than that, we had zero dollars in our bank account when we moved in. And we were just like dumb high school kids. So I started this. I went to college on full like scholarships. Um, you know, I worked really hard, but definitely did not come from any kind of money at all. What I, what I know about you, Shelby, and uh, we've had several conversations. And I remember when you were considering coming into our boutique breakthrough program and, and why you said you joined, I was like, I, this girl, like just the fact that you and your fiance were like, we're going to get a mobile home and we're not going to go take on, you know, buy a half million dollar house and, and, 
live in this cycle of, of, you know, drowning, you were like being really responsible with your money. So what, at this point, what was your dream? Like coming out of high school, were you like, there's got to be a better way to live. Like, how can I live with some money? What were your, what were you telling yourself about how to build a life when you didn't have an example in front of you of how to save and how to earn and how to be a cash creator and those kind of things. So I'm just curious. I was obsessed with the idea of not being poor as an adult. Um, I worked really hard. So actually my senior year of high school, I worked at Dunkin' Donuts from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. I went to school from 8.30 to 2.30 and I was in a billion extracurriculars, but then I would go back to work at Dunkin' Donuts from like 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'd get two hours of sleep after doing all my college course like homework and then I would like drive halfway asleep back to Dunkin' Donuts and try and make some money. I made like, I think I made like 8.30 an hour at the time. But when I graduated high school, I door dashed, I grub hubbed, I worked, I managed a Dollar General and I had about 27 or 28 hours worth of college classes a week. So I was working like almost 60 hours at Dollar General a week, 20 something hours in college. But I wanted to make sure that my fiance and I could have the money for the life that we want. You know, he grew up, you know, in the middle of Tennessee, nowhere and with no money. His dad passed away when he was really young, too. So, you know, each of us only grew up with one parent. And, you know, we just saw like both of our parents go through that struggle. And it's something that we were like, nope, that's not what we want at all. Wow. I worked really hard. (laughs) I love that you had those conversations and it sounds like you got a good guy. Oh yeah. I love that you're having that conversation. And I, I think this is what a lot of people do too. Yeah. Grinding is what you were doing, right? Grinding (laughs) at the expense of your health, which sometimes in the short term, you have to do that. You were young and you're like, I've got, I've got to do this for a bit, but The thing that I hope you've learned through all of this is that you don't have to work that hard. Hard work doesn't equal big money. It can, not even big money, it can equal money, but you can work in a way that you can leverage your time. Okay. So you leverage your time, which is probably what attracted you to this program. So this is fascinating. So you're sitting here, you've gone through these things. You were going to go to college though, to be a teacher. I did. So I went to um, college, uh, college. I went to just my community college. I had a full scholarship to go. Um, I wrote like 20 essays my senior year and submitted so many art paintings. It was insane. But luckily, I got the money to go. Um, and I, I have my associates in universal arts. So I did the pottery painting, drawing. I did all of that. I took I did all kinds of student teaching, too, for my first two years of college. And my last my very last like two months before I graduated, COVID hit like really hard, like completely got kicked out of school. Like we were all on online classes. And as like a photographer, uh, a film photographer, because that's what I took in college, but you know, a potter, um, a painter, that was all put on the online courses for like last few months. It was awful. It was terrible. <laughs> it was yeah. so sad. Yeah. And teachers didn't yet know how to say, get the clay at home and we're going to zoom and we're going to do it together. That first semester for everybody was just, it was like, Hey, just here's your grade and just peace out. So that didn't serve anybody, but we had to do what we had to do as a society. So what was your plan in COVID? Well, I've worked out. 
Well, I was, I was still at that point, I was still managing that dollar general and we were considered essential workers. So I never got a day off in COVID. I went to work every single day. Terrifying, by the way, absolutely terrifying. Um, you know, cause I have family members that are sick and I see them every day. So I was like, Oh my God, what if I get everyone sick? It was crazy. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, I finished, um, college, but I was like, there's no way I'm going to find a job as an art teacher. There's no way because everything, you know, one, there's 10 math teachers, 10 English teachers, 10, whatever. There's only ever one or two art teachers per school. And throughout all my student teaching I was doing, everyone was tenured in, which means that they were stuck at that school for a while. So I knew with COVID, the first thing to get hit was the art classes. I knew once I were to like, I just graduated. So I knew I started looking for a job and I couldn't, well, one, cause I only had an associate's degree, but two, all of the art programs were cut. So I couldn't even move further into my degree because I, there was no opportunities. So how did you find me in Boutique Breakthrough? Well, <laughs> so I found you twice. We've talked about this, but um, so I, in, in college, I absolutely fell in love with film photography. So I was like, I think this is what I want to do. So I bought, at this point, I was, I started managing a hair salon. I got a much better paying job and um, better hours. So I, I got my digital camera and I started like self-teaching myself everything with the little knowledge that I had from my intro to film photography class. Um, I just started taking pictures, you know, for free, just kind of learning whatever I could. And then, you know, after about a year of doing that, I started really to grow in my photography business. But at that point I was still digital and I was, people were paying me like 75 to 150 bucks to give them millions of pictures. And I found Sarah in January. So, um, I actually rediscovered Sarah in this January, but at the end of last year, I was like, I need a studio. My niche is boudoir and babies. So I was like, I need somewhere to work. So I was going through all these articles, trying to find like the pros and cons of having a photography studio. And I came across Sarah and Sarah said, don't get a studio unless you're making a ton of money. And I was like, ah, no, she can't know anything. So I completely closed out of it. And I was like, I'm never looking at Sarah Petty ever again. And I got a photography studio and I will say, surprise, don't get a photography studio unless you're making a ton of money because it was just way too much of a, a, you know, it was a lot of work. And I was not- Let me jump in though. I don't think I said making a ton of money, but you have to make the money to justify and support the business. Right, but I was not. That's so funny. (laughs) You're like, Sarah Petty doesn't know what she's talking about. like, this dummy, like I literally was like, I gave her not a second, like more of my time. I was like, no. So Um, then you figured out, okay, that's an expensive lesson because I think you pay for education one way or another. (laughs) So that was, get some education that you paid for. (laughs) Definitely. So at this point, I'm a few months into my owning my studio. Throughout Christmas, it was amazing. I had so many like Christmas boudoir sessions, which were minis, by the way. And I I was like, I'm making the money, I'm doing it. And then January come and it was like, I have no money. <laughs> and now I have to pay for the studio every month. What am I doing? So I started like kind of looking for answers again. Like this is the, the fifth time I was trying to like find like how to make money being a, a photographer. And I found Sarah again and that's, I joined Boutique Breakthrough and I just knew that it was the answer. So how did you justify investing that money in yourself 
you're sitting there and you're like, I I have to do this because I mean, you're coming off some debt of the studio and you're good with your money. Like you're pretty, like, you don't want to go back to the place of not having any. So how did you justify making that investment? It was really hard. Actually, the decision barely even came. Um, I know like at that, at that point it had to be my fiance who were to pay for it. And like I said, we've been together for seven years. So him and I share money really easily. It's not something like his money, my money. But at that point, I knew that if I sat home and did nothing all day, we would still have more money than what I was doing now because I was, I was spending all of his money trying to pay for my studio. And at that point I was like, I have to do something. I have to change. Obviously like you know, life is equations, you know, this equation I'm plugging into, it's not working. Something is wrong. I'm not getting clients. What is happening? So I dabbled in a few of your small courses and, um, that, you know, with those small things I was learning, but I was like, oh, there's so many missing puzzle pieces. And I just don't know what to do. I don't know what the next step is. So I had a really serious talk with my fiance and I said, look, I really think I need to join this. And he said, no, And I did it anyway, because I was like, I need to do it. (laughs) And um, yeah, it it worked out for the better. So he said no out of love, right? He's trying to protect you from whatever. But you knew that if you had all the puzzle pieces, because you're such an action taker, that you would put them together and make a puzzle. Yeah. So did you, when did you tell him? Well, I just kind of was like, hey, I'm going to do this anyway, because I know if I don't do this, you know, and this is the first time this has ever happened in our relationship. So it was scary. I was like, oh my God, he's going to leave me. (laughs) Like, what am I doing? Um, But I told him, I was like, I need to do this. This is my last resort. If this doesn't work, I'm done. I'll go back to working every day at a random job that I hate for the rest of my life. I was like, other than that, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what success equation is out there besides this. And it's not like I just jumped in, you know, I'd spent a few months, you know, I joined in March and I found you in January. So I spent a a couple months really like honing in on like your lessons and your morals. And I really like, you know, I really, you know, got interested in you. So I spent a lot of time researching before I did it. So I just kind of told him, I was like, look, you have to trust me, you know? I love it. I love it. And, And I think too, when we're confident about ourselves our, our other half, our, our significant other fiance, partner, spouse, parent, whomever it is, they see our desire and our commitment. And when you were that way, he was probably like, well, she's going to do the work. And so you jump in, you start doing it. What happened then? And, well, and was it hard for you? It was so hard because every day I felt like I've, you know, we don't have kids, but every day I felt like you know, he's my best friend and we've been together for so long. And I just felt so much resentment on his end because, you know, there was just no money coming in from me. So to, you know, to spend that money, I just, there was so, I mean, it was so hard because every day it was like walking on eggshells and that had never been how our relationship has been. So it was really difficult. Um, but then I got my first Julie and I was like, look, look at, look what I did. I'm bringing in money. I can do this. And yeah, what was your first Julie? Do you remember? Yeah, my first Julie was $1,649. It was a boudoir session and she bought an album and I it was a blast. It was the best session I ever had still to this date. Um, 
And I immediately called him crying. I was like, I did it. And his response actually was, it's not going to happen again. <laughs> it was so hard because oh. I, like, I was like, I know, like at this point, our, I mean, it was seriously like eggshells were so crunchy at this point because I was trying really hard to do everything I could. I got the stoolie and he just was like, it's not, not going to stick. It was like a one-time thing, you know, and then it started happening again. Well, just in, in, you know, in his defense, everyone says that, right? It's a fluke. Yeah. It, it won't happen again. Right. And yeah. he's trying to protect you from getting your hopes up, especially yeah. with your backgrounds. Like he's, he's trying to be realistic with you. Right. Because he yeah. doesn't see this possibility. He did so it out of the most love, honestly. Like he's. Yeah. 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 Cause you've said he's a great guy and he's your best friend. And, and also I think in a relationship, money is going to be a thing. So like learning how to have these healthy conversations about money and about business and what that looks like is good for you. So, so you went on and you got like, then the next Julie, what did you say? So my next Julie was $3,305. It was a pair of besties for a boudoir session. And yeah, that was amazing. I was like, Oh my God, I just doubled my sales. Like, well, yeah. compared to my old sales, I'm at this point, 10 times them, you know, I was like, yeah. Okay. yeah. So did you go to him and go before you even say it's a fluke, baby, look at this. Yeah. And now he's finally like on board. He's like, okay, I finally get it now <laughs> yeah. because, because you know, it's been working. And yeah. you know, it has been a slow and steady thing, you know, going through boutique breakthrough is really difficult. And, you know, it was a lot of hard work that I've had to do. And um, it wasn't like instant success for me because I, there was a lot of homework I had to do. I mean, I had to completely rebrand my business, everything. Like I did I, everything from start to finish. I just was like, I have to do what they tell me to do because I need to change, obviously. Yeah. Um, and you're super young. Like, this is amazing. You could have spent way more on the next two years of college and two years of your life. And you're just a couple months in and you're already making this money back. I mean, you started boutique breakthrough in March, right. And it's June. So, um, really just the fact as even though it feels like it's slow, that's actually pretty dang amazing. Right. And you know, what's amazing too, is that like all of those seeds that I planted through boutique breakthrough, breakthrough are now starting to come up. Like, yeah, I didn't make a ton compared, you know, I know Jen like was super successful and that was amazing, you know, but my first few months, like I, I only had the, you know, one Julie and then last month I had the other Julie. And so I, it was kind of sprinkling slow, but now I get all these like pop-ups coming because of all the small little things I planted throughout boutique breakthrough. So now yeah. I know I can like confidently say that I'm going to have like a really good fall season. Absolutely. Cause the marketing you do every day, it's not just one off one and done you, it layers. It's that compound effect that brings more in, more in. So how do you feel now about looking at where you've come and what your outlook on money and abundance is going to be for the two of you moving forward? I feel amazing. Um, I know that it's just going to be there for him and I, because we're both really hard workers. He's doing amazing in his job. And, you know, now I feel like I'm doing amazing in my job. And, you know, I can, when I first started my photography business, I was kind of like copying or like picking little things from my like other photographers in the area. And I just didn't feel like what I was doing was genuine or special. I just was like, okay, do it, get it done, move to the next one, do it, get it done. Now I feel like there is just so much confidence in saying like what I do is so special and no one around me does what I do. So now there's just so much like 
happiness and love for what I genuinely do before it was just like, oh, I like this. So I'm going to try it. And now it's just like, this is my baby. Like I, I've completely like, you know, done everything I could possible to get it where I need it to be. And I just feel so confident and happy when I talk to people about it's like, it flows so easily now. And so, yeah. you know, oh, hey, what do you do? Oh, I'm a photographer. Um, eh, I don't yeah, know digital files for $200. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, oh my gosh, I have this amazing experience where people can come in and, you know, you get your hair and makeup done and you like, I make people feel amazing about themselves. Like there's so much now that like, I can say that I can talk so much differently about my business compared to what I was trying to do. What if you wouldn't have done boutique breakthrough? And I mean, you're a smart go-getter. What would, what would, what would things look like? If you just I, tried it on your own. I probably would have been doing some weird makeshift of boutique where I was trying to sell like, you know, stuff and physical things instead of just digital files. But me being the pushover I am, I would probably still be giving all of those digital files away. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like all I would be able to do would make like maybe 500 max per client. I'd probably still really be trying really hard to chase weddings, even though that's not what I want to do. I don't know. I feel like I would probably have quit and went back into, you know, my old job. I don't think it would have stuck. Yeah. Especially after that studio, like <laughs> feeling like I need to create now it. Now it's catching up. Now it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And you may get that again. Yeah. Or did you keep it? You I said, kept it. I okay. still have my studio. Yeah. It's been Got it. I still have it. Yeah. And now you know how to make the money to pay for it, to even help you more. So definitely. And now I just have like, I just have like so much more confidence in what I'm doing. And I joined my chamber and I did all the good things that I was supposed to do. And I wouldn't even know how to have done any of those things unless I had the guide to show me through boutique breakthroughs. So I don't know, like, I just like, the things that you learn in Boutique Breakthrough were just amazing to even just help you walk through. I, I am a walkthrough person. Like I am, like I, I wanted to be a teacher. I'm very good at like explaining things and teaching things to people. But when it comes to like new things for me, I'm like very visual. I'm like, okay, walk me through the steps. Like yeah. I need that. So it has been very helpful. Like I just feel like I have a whole new business and I feel like a whole new person. Yeah, I love it. And you're super young, which is amazing. I think a lot of people have head trash of like, oh, I'm too young. We have a quite a few people in their early 20s who have gone through this program. I have some making over six figures before they're 25. Can you imagine? So if they can do it, you guys can do it. And Shelby, I think you're going to be one of them. I definitely think next year is going to be amazing for me. Um, this year has been a little tricky for me. So surprise. I have my first ultrasound today. I am pregnant. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Congratulations. So, thank you. I find out today whether or not it's twins. So, <laughs> well, there. Well, yeah, there. So, I, I mean, this, this year it is a little bit of a surprise. And obviously, it's going to make things a little bit more. I'm going to be a huge woman when I go to do through my busy season. So, um, but, you know, I feel like next year, once I have the baby and I, I don't know, I just feel so happy for next year. I think it's going to be amazing. I just, I don't know. I feel like the hundred K gay is coming. So <laughs> it's coming. Let's manifest it. Yay. And you'll be in with the, all the mom groups and all I know, of it's like, places. How amazing. like, I'm going to be pregnant, but now I can go to all of these new mom groups and be like, Hey, look, I photographed newborns. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got to get yeah. in. 
<laughs> yeah. And you heard Felicia earlier talk about doing this with a brand new baby, right? And she's got two other kids too. So it's something that's very, like it should fit. Like when you have a baby, they always say, don't let the baby like be the center of everything revolves around the baby. The baby needs to fit into your life. And same thing with the business. Yes, it's important, but it shouldn't like start or stop based on anything in, uh, in your life. It should fit in your life. And so, um, I'm so happy she's shining. You can shine too, Shelby shining Shelby. And if it's twins, let me know. I had twins. I will. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, Shelby, thank you for being here. You are amazing and you're going to build a, an amazing career and people are going to get to have this front row seat watching you go and crush it. So thank you so much for being here. Hey, photographer, it's Sarah again with a quick question for you. Do you ever wonder why some photographers make $300 a session and others make $3,000? I know I did. So I dug deep into what's going on and I wrote a book for you called Worth Every Penny. You can get a free copy at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book. Inside this book, you'll learn four ways to price your photography and why there's just one pricing strategy that attracts the best clients. What to do when you need clients and why paying for ads doesn't work and what to do instead that's way cheaper. The do's and don'ts of social media, what most photographers are doing wrong that lowers their profits and what to do instead. I'm not sure there's a book on the planet that more photographers have read. 23,124 photographers have it already, so I want you to have it too. Grab your copy of the hardcover book free here. Just pay a little for shipping and handling at joyofmarketing.com forward slash free book.